and welcome to episode 52 of the Galactic Dads podcast. Today we're going to talk about a great daddy issue announcement. Hope you're all excited for it. We'll talk about WandaVision episode 4, Justice League, and we're also going to talk some video game news, uh, some toy news, and we'll talk about comic news and look back at the new 52 from DC as this is our 52nd episode. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. All right, everybody, this is the Galactic Dads Podcast, our 52nd episode, which uh, doesn't mean it lasts for 50 seconds, but it's the 52nd time we've done this. It's pretty impressive. It is. It's a deck of cards. Mm. Hopefully they pick up. Anyway, so welcome to the podcast. We are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. And of course, that includes bits of dad advice for your daddy issues and dad life. We'll talk comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and whatever else strikes us as worthy to talk about. So we hope you enjoy the show. Obviously, I am B and I am back again today. I'm not alone, clearly, because the gentleman on my right has already spoken, and that is Laser Eric. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? I'm just happy to be here, and I can't keep my mouth shut. That's fine. I'm... Very excited to have you back. It's been two two episodes. Since yeah, we've... I think it's been two episodes, but dude, it feels like well, we were talking earlier. It feels like it's been over a month. It's it feels crazy. that way. It hasn't. It hasn't. Oh. But we are joined by one more today, and of course, that is Jedi John. As we are broadcasting from the Jedi Temple today. What's going on, my man? Oh, not much. Hello, everybody. It is also good to have you back. Uh, it's also good to be out of my basement again, and in your basement. It's a good basement. So far. So far, it's holding up. Some more work to be done. <laughs> beats uh, beats Studio Prime, where there's just, like, bones up for the bathroom. <laughs> we'll and get then, there. And yeah, we'll get there. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Hey, you got me beat. When you come over, you got to step around my wife's workout equipment to the card table. So it could always be worse, <laughs> step right? Ar- step around it. I'm using that. Well, of course. <laughs> get your gains while we're, uh, while we're recording. He looks like Chuck Norris on the total body workout thing. <laughs> I'm lifting my weight, man. Total gym. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, or he could be, what, Christy Brinkley? That doesn't matter. That's not what we're here to talk about. Um, because today we are going to talk about some really uh, stuff that I'm excited about. We are going to take a good look and review at DC's New 52, which, believe it or not, started 10 years ago this year. It's been a decade. It launched in 2011. It launched actually in August with the flagship title, uh, Justice League, but we'll get to that later. Before we do so, we want to tell you guys how you can find us on the socials. Real quick, you know where most of us are. You can find me on at Galactic Dads. Of course, that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find John. Where at, buddy? Uh, Twitter at uh, Jedi John Four. Come, come hit me up over there. And then, of course, you can find Laser Eric over here on everything. He might be on the TV in- installed in your fridge. I don't know. You get a TV in your fridge. No, man. I said wow. your fridge. It's not mine. <laughs> I was about to say I don't either. But I am Laser eighty three Eric on Twitter, Instagram, and various other places, gaming pages, etc. Uh, also on Instagram, you can find me at Galactic Dads BBQ. Uh, that's the food site. So if you want to look at anything interesting, that's where you want to go. 
Well, if you're feeling hungry, go check it out. Exactly. And though we are not joined with them in person, they are with us in spirit today. Of course, we cannot leave out production Matt and Justin. Uh, you can find them both. Actually, you can find production Matt over on Instagram at GD underscore post underscore production. That's right. And he posts a lot of behind the scenes stuff for the show on there. So you should definitely check that out. And you can find Justin at Willowkill187. And he's over on the Twitters and Instagram. And if you find Justin, physically drag him to the next <laughs> recording, please. Yeah, I was going to do it today, but uh, I couldn't get off at that street. I was like, nah. <laughs> no, it's okay. He's doing the dad thing and taking care yep. of his little. So we give him a little bit of grief, but it's only because we miss him. That's the best excuse to have. So it's all good. <laughs> that one actually works yeah. in, the, in this show. Um, but anyway, we will show you guys some cool stuff on the socials today. Uh, we got some new hats. We want to show you guys the hats. So definitely check that out. They are awesome. They They're, are very cool. I'm a fan. I'm proud. I'm proud of it. Uh, but moving on, though, there's another uh, social app that you definitely want to hit us up on uh, because we are always drinking, it seems like. So yes. you can follow us on the Untapped app. And uh, I, think, I think John's over there kind of updating as we speak. And uh, tell us a little bit about the Untapped app. Why well, get the music going for it, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, Untapped app can't go wrong with it. Uh, tracks all of the uh, beer that you have tried or want to try, and then you can follow us on our beer journey at Galactic Dads on there. Toast us, uh, like us, rate it with us, and then uh, obviously you can always suggest something to us. Um, we love suggestions. We've got a couple new ones today. It looks like, and uh, super excited to get into them. So. Uh, Eric, you want to start tonight, or what? Uh, what do you want to talk about there? Yeah, sure. Beer? I'll go ahead and start. So I, um, I want to keep it with something I knew would be a good, easy drinking beer, and I don't think I've had this one on the podcast before. So this is from one of my favorite breweries, Oscar Blues Brewery, out of Colorado. Uh, little known fact about Oscar Blues: they are actually a pretty good sized brewery in Colorado. They just bought Cigar City Brewery in Tampa. Oh, really? Uh, about a year or two ago. Um, and I know that's a favorite of the show here, but uh, anyway, I am drinking the Dale's Pale Ale. It's one of their flagship beers, American Pale Ale, 6.5 alcohol by volume, nice and smooth, but still got a really good flavor to it. So that's uh, that's my drink for the evening. So, B, what do you got? You know what? I am drinking a very delicious Four Hands City Museum Pilsner. I don't usually drink Pilsners. Uh, not that I have anything against them. It's just I normally reach for a lager or a stout. Uh, so it was nice to have a Pilsner this evening. Uh, this delicious Pilsner has hints of tangerine and ginger in it. It's not overpowering. It's just a little something to add. Uh, it is 5% alcohol by volume, and it really is hitting the spot. There's a little more flavor, but it's not filling me up the way that some of the uh, IPAs Right, it's not as heavy, it's not as full-bodied. Yeah, and it's not overpowering me with every sip. Right. I've never had that beer, but I think my favorite part about it so far is the giant praying mantis on the label. Yeah, I I'm, like in, I'm impressed with it. It basically shows the roof of the Sea Museum here in St. Louis, and then they add the giant praying mantis for reasons. I'm not sure. But I support it, so it's awesome. And that only leaves one man who uh, probably just finished a can it's about to open a new one what are you drinking sir so i've got the uh pipeworks premium pilsner it's out of chicago illinois it's uh 4.9 alcohol by volume and uh it's a nice little pilsner so i mean 
Can't go wrong with it. And that brings our beer total for the show up to 115 for everybody keeping track at home. Ooh. Wow. So we're crushing it. You know. Impressive. Uh, but super, super yeah. stoked to uh, add more beers to our collection over there, unlock some new badges, and uh, obviously if you guys are interested in keeping up with us, follow us over there on the Untapped app at Galactic Dads, and uh, we're there every week, so mm-hmm. follow what we're drinking. And they're every week like a like a weekly meeting. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> I was trying to get them while I was drinking. I've missed those yeah. lately. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've missed a few. I've missed a few. Don't worry, you found all the beers. It's no, fine. I mean, I, I miss, I've missed my medians. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been busy. Awesome for no. You know what? That actually does, uh, that brings up our nice daddy issue of mm-hmm. the week. It's more of a daddy announcement because I think something finally happened. Um, John admitted he has a problem. There we go. Yep. There it is. Nope, that's not it. It finally happened. That's not it. <laughs> but it did. Something else very exciting happened. John, you want to share? Yeah. Uh, baby boy born. Uh, he's uh, a little over two weeks old now. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, he's keeping me up at night. That's what all, we love to hear for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it's it's been fun the uh, first two weeks. Um, but yeah, um, uh, his name's John. He's the fourth, so got to hold up that tradition and the lineage. And yeah, pretty exciting stuff. May That's the awesome. the fourth is with us. Yeah, you guys saw that. That was yeah. that was cute. He is happy. He is healthy. He's happy and healthy. Mama's doing great too. So right. yeah, awesome. real Here's quick, well deserved. Congratulations, congratulations, yeah, man. Thank you. Welcome to Thunderdome. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, welcome the, to claiming a kid on your taxes. I won't. I won't lie. Like, well, I don't get to claim this year. I got to wait a whole freaking year for that. <laughs> it should have happened in December. I not know. January. I told her to have him early, and she didn't listen to me. So it is what it is. But um, you know the. Uh, I'll just say it like the amount of tiredness, like you just don't, you don't understand it until you are living it. And I cannot wait till I get to go on leave. Yeah. I didn't think he believed us. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of learn how to function with it. Don't you? Yeah. A little bit, but like in my head, I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to lose a couple hours a night. That's not a big deal. No, 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 the reality is way different. Super big deal. Number one, number two, like it's not just a couple hours. Some nights it's, the it's whole more, night with more yeah like all of a sudden like oh yeah let's feed him get him changed get him burped get him back in bed yeah that's not how it goes all the time that's like the most ideal situation you can hope for and you know if, it if just you doesn't pull it off i felt really bad there were some nights when kent was brand new uh that i was just completely honest with him at like 2 30 in the morning i was like dude you suck <laughs> oh yeah i i i'd be lying if i didn't say i've already had a few um Choice nicknames for my son, <laughs> and uh, not proud of all of them, but you know, uh, he's a good kid and uh, he's figuring out life right now, so I, I give him a little bit of slack. Man, he gets a lot of slack, he's tiny, man. I'm like, you always forget how small your kids were until you see someone else's brand new kid, and you're like, what. That's no way, true. mine. No way, mine was ever that small. There's no way. That's true. I say that about every newborn I see. I mean, I said it when we were walking downstairs when we got here. It's like my kids were never that small. I'm sure they were, but yeah. I mean, he came in at six point eight ounces or six pounds eight ounces, and you oh, know, um, my kids were never that small. Yeah, and it's possible. <laughs> like uh, the doctor and the nurses had already estimated him to be almost eight pounds when he oh, came wow. out, and he came out at six eight, and we're like. Wait a second, what? Like, and so it was kind of a surprise he was that small to begin with, and he's already put on a lot of weight, and he's eating like a champ, which is great. But uh, 
it, it was it was interesting, and the hospital stay was interesting with COVID protocols and all that good stuff. And yeah, I remember that. But uh, honestly, like I, I I mean everything worked out great, and he's home and he's healthy, and I have sleepless nights, which I right now think I regret, but I know I don't. So you know, <laughs> yeah, they suck in the moment, but you don't mind after a while. Now you you'll know? you'll catch up on the sleep eventually. When um, <laughs> wait. When do you go on parental leave? Yeah, so I get uh, parental bonding leave uh, for 12 weeks, which is really nice. And that's, wow, that's by great. the way, that's really nice. So I'll start that in uh, a couple weeks here. Uh, I'm trying to get through stuff like inventories and stuff like that. So didn't want to screw over my team at work. So I'm holding off until after inventory is over before I'm like, all right, guys, peace out. So, all right, you guys are good to coast for three months. I'll see you. I'll see you next quarter. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it is. Fiscal year just start restarted for us, so, um, yeah, they're set up for the new year. Fun stuff. Oh yeah, Oof. but yeah, no, I'm nothing crazy. I know I, I texted you guys like day one at home, and I'm like, hey, how do you, uh, <laughs> how do you pee while you're holding your kid and doing all this other <laughs> stuff? And I got their rude response was, put your phone down. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was me. <laughs> uh, but it was a good time. And I was just having a laugh with you guys, obviously. But, like, uh, it, it is different, like, being one-handed for a lot of a lot of things. It's, it's new tricks. Because you're like, yeah, if I put him down, he starts screaming. I don't want to deal with that. So I'll just hold him. And then, oh, wait, I, oh, let me switch my left hand so I can use my right hand for things I need to do. That, so That's why you, if you have not already... Any button fly jeans are now gone. Yep. Oh yeah, it's all zipper, baby. Have you developed the sway yet? Oh yeah, there's the, a, the there's natural a pure sway. Yeah. Wait, if I'm just standing still, there's a sway. Yeah, oh. you you'll never stand still again. Yeah, ever. Shoot, it's true. <laughs> it, it will always look like you have to go to the bathroom. Just yep. a little bounce, the bounce, a little hip movement, constantly rocking between your feet. I I constantly rock left to right all the time nothing i can do to stop it it's just it's i mean it is what it is but it's fun it's fun when they start doing stuff too like as soon as they look at you and like actually look at you yeah like he started opening his eyes a little bit more um Mm -hmm. already and i i mean i know that just is there's more to come with that but at the same time like even as he's just so strong it feels like like i'm like i'm trying to move him around and he's like i don't want to go that way and he just pushes away his, his weight to the other side and i'm like wait a second, you're not supposed to be this mobile yet. Like, slow down, kid. Like, I, I just want you to stay in one spot while I just have you. That's and that's you, it. That's all I want. That's where you're like, you know what? If you're showing off right now, why don't you go give me a beer? Yeah, okay, right. how about that? <laughs> no? <Only> okay. <laughs> okay, then shift to my left. Go. But, uh, no, overall, uh, good stuff. Obviously, we're fighting through night sleeping and um, just schedules and everything. Routine, the routines are, I mean, he's still learning life, so... I don't expect him to catch on to anything yet, but I am proud of my dogs. The two Huskies have learned the cues at this point. So even when he gets up at the middle of the night now, they just go to sleep. They, they, they look up and they realize that we're taking care of them and they just go back to sleep instead of barking at us at this point. So <laughs> it's been really nice because they're at this point just like, oh, he's screaming again. All right, just lay my head back down because I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, what you want, <laughs> you want your dogs to just immediately realize Oh, there's a new human here. We're second class citizens. Like that's what you want them to immediately just understand. Yeah, I mean, the first couple of days were interesting. They were just so curious about everything. Oh, they just wanted to sniff them yeah, like crazy, sniff and lick, and they still want to lick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the the, the two uh, dogs. I mean, they're both good dogs, but I don't trust them. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but, by the way, that feeling never goes away. Yeah, you just don't no. trust anything anymore but ever. At, but at the same time, like all they like all they've done so far is like lick and like they've pawed a couple times, which is the dangerous part. Because I'm like, get your freaking paws out of his face! Like you can't do that. So, but really, like they've been good dogs, and um, I have to post some pictures on the socials and stuff like that because they just go everywhere he is and like we feed him in the same chair between uh, Olivia and I and the dogs just go lay down right next to him. Like that's all they do. They're just, Oh, it's feeding time. We lay down right here. Oh, uh, dad's in the couch with the kid. Great. One of them wraps himself around the top cushion onto the arm mm-hmm. of the couch. And the other one lays down next to me. <laughs> is that one storm it. storm? The upper deck storm is the upper deck that lays around. <laughs> I knew it. And he has to be as close as possible at all times. Um, and he's also like the protector. Like when Ghost would go up to the pack and play, he'd be like just sniffing, and Storm would come up and nip at him right away. And I'm like, oh, yep, you're in trouble, Ghost. You can't get too close because Storm is right there. So yeah, but yeah, I pulled in the driveway this evening and started laughing. Uh, you weren't at the door. You left it locked, and I had to struggle. Uh, with equipment in my hands. But as I was coming around my car door, I felt like I saw something move in the front window. And then I looked at the two dogs just staring at me like, you coming in here? Not barking. My dog goes nuts if someone's at the door. These two are just staring like, I'll let you in the door. Then you die. Yeah. It was great. Oh, man. It's not just me. If you guys hear some liquid right now, it's uh, it's just a little, I don't know. That beer wasn't shaking. What the heck? <laughs> anyway, it's the struggle. Yes. It too long. So if if it does make you feel better, John, the dogs will get theirs. Both oh, of, yes. both of my kids by the time they hit two o'clock were just pulling and tugging at, at our dogs and Oh yeah, I can't wait till um, oh, yeah. he just turns on them. And oh he will. He will. And and they will get theirs and they will lay there and they will take just it. Just take it. You feel will... so bad for the dogs too. I won't. <laughs> I, I, like you guys know how I am with Jade, the podcast puppers that I never talk about because normally she's like driving me nuts, dude. I feel bad when Kinsley's attacking her, and Kinsley's only four. Like she chases her around the house and stuff with anything on wheels, and has been doing it since she was one. And I, I just feel bad for her. But uh, the dog takes it, man, and she loves the kid too, so it's good stuff. It's amazing how much they love them, and they don't even know inherently too. They just immediately love them. But uh, anyway, we will move on after one more big congratulations for you, buddy. Here you go. All right. That takes us out of daddy issues, and we're going to go ahead and move on to TV shows that we're all kind of watching. And uh, the last episode, we talked about the first three episodes of WandaVision, this episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about that fourth one because it finally was the payoff we've been waiting for. I mean, it was a massive payoff. For those of you who have maybe watched WandaVision and kind of given up after the second or third episode, uh, just don't even bother. Just start with the fourth episode because it will give you everything that you would have otherwise missed because it explains everything up to that point. Yeah, it did a really good job of cleaning it up because I've got to admit, I fell asleep during the second episode twice <laughs> and had to go back. It, I'm not a sitcom person. I really never have been I'm really for the not most part. Either. So it, it didn't grab me except for looking for Easter eggs, and I'm just not that good at that. But the, the fourth episode really did tie it together big time. 
Oh, it tied it together huge. And I get that, especially these days, I uh, am not a sitcom person. I don't sit down to watch a sitcom with the way TV is structured anymore. I just don't do it. No. Uh, I'm, if it's on, it's because my wife turned it on. But if I am if I have the remote and I'm controlling the TV, we're watching like a series or a movie or some type of documentary, which I, I can't not watch documentaries. And they're all always the horrible ones about serial killers, but they fascinate me. <laughs> I don't know why it's terrible. Don't watch The Night Stalker on Netflix. I mean, why are they so good, though? The production value is insane. Exactly. The production is very good. Documentaries have come a long way since I remember watching them when I was a kid. They're really entertaining yes. now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just the sitcom doesn't really grab me. And the only reason I was enthralled and completely watched episode one through three was because I knew stuff's coming. Like, there's stuff I should be able to to pick up. Yeah. And I did. Uh, but episode four is a whole different monster. It is. It's a Marvel movie. Like, this is what you were expecting when you saw Marvel's going to TV and the characters that they brought in, I, I really, it wasn't anybody huge, you know, or anything like that, but it was, it was just enough, you know, Steph and I were watching it. And when, uh, you know, when, when was it? Woo. Yeah. It's Woo. Yeah. Agent when, Woo. when, when agent Woo showed up, I'm like, Hey, look. And she's like, wait, who? And like, that's the yeah, dude like from, from Ant-Man Ant -Man and the wasp. Oh yeah, and then it was kind of you know kind of exciting to see him show up. Yeah, and then you pulled Darcy real fast from yeah. uh, Thor. Darcy, and then also um, Monica Rambo. Right. You know we were, we were talking. Marvel, oh, it's yeah. from Captain Marvel. She's like, wait, that's a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't really realize that when she was Geraldine. Exactly. No, I did exactly. not at all. I didn't actually catch that until I read it, and I was like, wait a minute, what? And then watched it again. I was like. Yeah, that's Photon, baby. I mean, not yet. But not yet. Not yeah, yet. Hopefully soon. That well, would be so cool. Hopefully that's what they're setting up. I'm, I'm thinking it might be something similar. We'll see what they do. But Because uh, she's an incredible character, especially in the Ultimates. Uh, but that's way, way outside of the, the confines of this show. Uh, but let's just let's go ahead. Let's talk about the episode, guys. It is a, almost a week ago. Uh, so you've had time to watch it, so we are going mm -hmm. to do spoilers for you right now just to get you ready for the episode that will drop tomorrow. Yeah, it was um, it was a different episode than what we've seen so far. Uh, so we, we weren't trapped in the sitcom, so to speak. We were outside in the real world as far as Marvel goes. And for me personally, it I mean, it reminded me a lot of Endgame, obviously, with the Easter eggs they dropped from it and the plot holes that came through from it. But it was also the same way, like, when they go back in time and you see from a different perspective, the events of previous movies in right. Endgame, mm -hmm. you got that same, I mean, it was the exact same feeling. They walked us through the first three episodes of the show from a different point of view. They even walk you through how this show connects to the overall Marvel universe and timeline mm -hmm. and timeline indeed, because it essentially starts out saying, Hey, do you remember when Hulk snapped? Yeah. Well, here's what happened. Yeah. And then you get to see people coming back a lot different than they did in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. I mean, it was a little, it was different. It was just different situations. Yeah. Which was cool because, of course, you get to see exactly what happened yeah. to uh, Monica's mom. Yeah, thank goodness the Russos didn't have to explain away more stuff about how people come back don't. anymore. Yeah, don't, don't. <laughs> let's, let's, mm. let's move on. But it was, it was really cool to see her because, I mean, she just... Um, I mean, manifested herself again inside the hospital room where her mother, to her knowledge, had just completed cancer treatment. 
Right. Just had surgery. Yeah. Just had surgery to clear up cancer. And then the doctor was just like, where have you been? Yeah. She, well, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, pretty serious stuff there, obviously, because you learn of her death and, um, the trauma that goes along like that, that pure blank face, like, what do you mean? I just, I was just here. This just happened for me. Yeah, the blind hysteria yes. inside the hospital was really... That was you well would, done. You would expect something like that. I mean, realistically, if, you know, in a, in a situation like that, you would yeah. expect some kind of utter confusion because the people who didn't get snapped away are like, where are all these people coming from? And the people who did are coming back, and they have no idea what the rest of the world's been through. Yeah, you have doctors going around like, oh, yeah, I'm just going on my round. Yeah. Wait a second. This patient wasn't here, I don't know, five minutes ago. It's brand new. Yeah, cool. exactly. Brand new. But it was also really cool. Uh, I think that was a great character moment for Monica because very shortly after that, I mean, you get what? Opening credits. Boom. She's back at S.W.O.R.D. Going yeah. to work. Yeah. And I mean, like, really trying to go to work. Yeah, and badge doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I work here. That's kind of funny, actually. Well, though, if you yeah. worked here, your badge would work. So no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like that security guard guy because that's, that's the most IT response I've ever seen. I mean, that's legit. Like, secure. <laughs> I, I watch that elevator every day. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? No, you're not. Um, but no, that, I mean, that was really cool to see that. But then also to see Sword Explained. Because really, Sword, as a Marvel fan, doesn't exist in the Cinematic Universe up until this show. Right. I mean, we, we haven't heard anything about it. Um, it, it looks similar to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if, you're so. if you're comparing something to something in the universe currently, it's similar to S.H.I.E.L.D. It's um, almost like a sister arm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that Rambo um, was there. Yeah, I mean, she, and her mom started she it started after it. the events of Captain Marvel. And so she would have been a partner of Nick Fury with S.H.I.E.L.D. So really, it has to be related in some some aspect. Which is also very cool because in the comic book, S.W.O.R.D. looks outside of Earth. I mean, they look for extraterrestrial threats. Um, yeah, it's a sentient uh, weapons. Shoot, I'm going to forget the rest of that Observation right now. response. Uh, there division. you go. Thank you. So... They're looking for people on Earth or, you know, maybe stones or something. I'm sure it's a pretty broad term, but as far as the show and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is concerned, they're looking more now for people who show up with powers, Yep, essentially. Uh, So, of course, when a whole town goes missing and somebody's really not sure what's going on, which, by the way, we want to talk about that, too, uh, who Wu is actually looking for. Wu's sent to Westview on a missing persons case. Yeah, to find... And he's saying he's there to find somebody, but they don't exactly explain who he's looking for. It's just kind of assumed. Uh, So I'd like to know, who's Wu really looking for? I'm sorry, was it not Ant-Man? Did I miss that? Like, it's assumed, right? Because nobody knows... Right, because he said said he he was a... Um, under house arrest and he just disappeared and nobody knows where he's at. Like not family, not anybody. So I'm thinking it is at Ant-Man that he's, he's looking for. Yeah. He's looking for Scott Lang. That makes a lot more sense uh, because he, Oh, that's right. Cause even when he gets out, yeah, he doesn't they, report back home. Yeah. They no. faked, they faked that he left. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's Scott Lang. So it's still Scott. At least we, we think, yeah, yeah we educated. Yes. That's probably Scott. the case. Which is end game. So I mean, like 
timeline fits. Yeah, because he went straight to like Avengers base and started helping build the tech. Yeah, Tony, after after he, he escaped and, yeah. after he escaped from the van. Thank I, you, thank you, Mouse Rat. He, whatever. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, good rat. rat. Good rat. It's a good rat. The power of Mickey. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so um, I mean, it's cool to see that, but let's also talk about how cool it was to see Darcy come back. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen that character since Dark World. Dark World, yeah, Thor two. Yeah. And it's cool to see her as an astrophysicist. She's a doctor now. Yeah, now she, she knows what she's talking about. She like yeah, she's legit fully developed, and she's smart, but she's still sarcastic. Thank like God. she's still the same character, but now she has more ability, and she's pretty intelligent. She's the one who realizes someone give me an old TV. Yep, this like not the flat kind. Yeah, this. <laughs> This field is broadcasting something, and then everybody starts watching the show, which, yeah. how weird. And then everybody starts comes piling in with more TVs. She had, what, like 12 TVs I do, I like do that. love later in the episode, she's like, I'm invested now. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I'm in the third episode. I'm invested. It's great, though. Um, but whoever thought of this, to have her have Wanda in some type of pocket universe in this kind of whatever series... Uh, but to also have this field broadcast the show out so other people could watch. I mean, who thinks of that? That's ingenious. Yeah. But it's also really cool for us to be able to watch because there's almost, and they somebody pointed this out, when Monica's ejected from Westview by Wanda at the end of episode three, if you count how many walls she goes through, anybody want to take a, a guess? How many walls she flies through before she's ejected Wasn't from the four? I was going to guess six. It's four. Oh, it's the fourth wall. Yeah. That's, she breaks that's the fourth wall the to fourth come wall, back. Yeah. That's very curious. That's, that's I was very like, interesting. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's pretty sweet. That is so well done. They know what they're doing. They really know what they're doing. I mean, this episode laid out so many things for us, and it. I'm so excited to see the rest of the season now. And I know we just got the trailer for the mid-season trailer that just came mm-hmm. out, and it showed us way more new footage than I thought I was going to get. Um, and that's but, what they're comfortable showing you. Yeah. And, and to stick with what happened during the episode, there was just so many things like Darcy was just like, no, these are real people trapped. Like she figured out those are real people trapped. Who'd she see? Oh, it's cause she saw Monica. Yeah. She yeah. saw Monica after then, she disappeared yeah. into the field. And then she realized that there was like, who are these other people? And they started finding them and posting them. And they, had, they went through that whole montage of, of people. They, they, Oh, this is this is this person. This is that person. And that they were trapped. They were showing everyone's driver's license uh-huh. that they were identifying from yeah. New Jersey. By the way, it's in New Jersey, which yeah. was interesting to me because that's close to Avengers' home base and everything else. So. Which is also cool because in the eighty-five comics, that is where Vision and Scarlet Witch go move. They oh, go wow, move to New really? Jersey to set up their their life. I think it's Leonia, Leonia, New that's Jersey. Awesome. That's awesome. Not Westview. Yeah, not <laughs> Westview. And then, uh, the other curious thing there was just the fact that the one person they did not show a driver's license for. Yeah. Agnes. You, Agnes. Yeah. Agnes, Agnes is not missing Agnes. a driver's license. They did not ID her at all. So I think, uh, during your Easter egg, uh, breakdown last week was the Agnes Hartness or Agatha Hartness, um, Which, breakdown. And we think if, I, I, if you're going to blend those names, yep. Agatha Harkness, Ag- Agnes, Agnes, and she wears yeah. the brooch all the time. And the brooch that's, that's is a big giveaway. Uh, I think they know where everyone's catching on to that, uh, I would assume, as far as the writer's room goes. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, still very, 
very, um, it's, I think it's just awesome little, little details that keep that going. And that's what's so great about it. All the Easter eggs and stuff, you know, listening to episode 51, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't even catch on to, but all of the thought that they put into this show and all the different oh, yeah. things that they've added in that are just tying things together. Uh, just, it, it makes it really wild. And, you know, honestly, you know, the first couple episodes really didn't grab me too hard. Actually, the part where I knew I was a hundred percent in was, was in episode two when vision was acting drunk during the magic thing like that, that entertained the hell out of me. I don't know why, but the magic act was pretty funny. Yeah. I, mean, I, like, I, I love that. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in like I was in anyway, that damn bubble gum. But, yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to know, I'm sorry. I was in too, right at yeah. that point I was enjoying it, but I was just really curious. I go, his, he's a superior synthesoid. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has gears inside like that. Yeah, he doesn't, but Wanda so. doesn't understand how he works exactly. Right, and and from the beginning Amen. of the series, you could tell that this is Wanda's, this is under Wanda's control in some way, shape, or form. Well, and then you see it, and the we just saw. like highly exactly. confirmed. Yeah. It's Wanda. It's Wanda. It's yeah. all Wanda. It's all her. And that's amazing, because you don't, like, during this episode, you see the shock from her, from mm-hmm. Wanda. Mm-hmm. She's like... I have to put this back together right now. Yes. Oh like, yeah. I have to make it balance again because when vision walks back in, this has to be right. So what, what John's referring to is the scene where they show what happens to Monica at the end. Uh, I'm sorry, Geraldine, who is Monica yep. at the end of episode three, she's there. And then when vision walks back in, she's not, well, you get to see what happened and she is literally thrown through the walls and out of Westview. Uh, by Wanda and Wanda at first just seems like she's really like, there's something wrong with her. Um, And all I really think it is, is that she doesn't want this version of vision to realize he's not alive. Yeah. Because he's already been, he's already been on the, on the trail that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And every time he says anything, Wanda resets it, she resets it and rewinds the situation. Um, Which, it's kind of interesting because you wonder how much of Viz is actually in there because Darcy immediately when she sees vision on the TV goes, he's like dead, right? Yeah. Like he died, which I immediately thought, how would Darcy, how would it be common knowledge that vision died? Yeah. That just speaks to the timeline. Right. Well, it's been five years theoretically. No, that's true. Cause he had five years after the snap. The blip so happened, you would know. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that, I mean, we can rationalize a little bit better. I just don't know that it would be common knowledge like that. Well, I mean, if human history says anything, they know that Thanos got that stone from Vision by killing him to then snap half of existence out of... Only yeah. after Wanda actually destroyed the stone, which that's right. the crazy part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he time-stoned it back, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's something... Something really messed up happened to Wanda when she actually destroyed the stone, which I think we get to see a little bit more of the that interaction because I've seen footage for WandaVision where Wanda's in front of the Mind Stone, like staring at it again. Well, and then some of the patterns you see in the show are the Mind Stone. Like yeah, repeated. like the front of that cabinet. Like, like the cabinets and then some of the uh, even like lampshades and stuff yes. like that. Like there are, there are, there are, clues and hints to the mind stone being ever present in her mind because what you're seeing right now is 
what she's conjured up. Right. It's, it's I mean, it's just very fascinating um, to essentially realize that whatever's going on, this is all Wanda's doing. Yeah. Now to see how much of this is Wanda, like the Wanda we know, or if she's slipping into the madness that's setting up for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which we know she is a part of. She she did kind of freak me out because uh, it was Vision at the it was at the very end of the episode when she brought Vision in and you see his corpse. Yeah, with come the through, stone yeah, torn, torn, out. torn torn out and everything, and then she just shuts her eyes and brings him back to normal, and then she just says. I have everything under control. And I'm like, oh, God, no, you don't. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, no. (laughs) I really, but that also spoke to the same, in that same scene, Vision reassures Wanda, honey, we can go anywhere you want. No, we can't. And Wanda looks at him and says, no, no, we can't. This is our home. Because if she leaves Westview, apparently Vision's effectively dead again. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super curious to see what happens because shoot, there were so many things in this episode that like led us to believe that other things could happen, right? Like you see the beekeeper go into the the sewers. Mm-hmm. You see his, it was a harness that was on him. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled oh, it, it back out. And it, and changed it changed to a, to a jump rope. A jump yeah, plastic rope. jump rope. And when they pulled it out, it was still a jump rope. So that means that things that were, are. Things what, that are changed in Westview. It, in Westview can be in the real world as what it is. As they are. So can her kids, which are in co- comic book knowledge, says she has twins. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and it's a uh, Wiccan and uh, Wiccan and Speed. Speed. Yeah. Speed. The Speed. Right. I think it's. Oh God. I think it's Wiccan and Speed. I think he's right. I think it is Speed. So, like, are are Tommy and Billy these twins that are spoken of in the comics, and will they be sentient beings? in the real world for Marvel after whatever, after, after this happens. So that's actually interesting because in comic books, it's so everything in comic books is crazy, right? Absolutely right. bonkers. Yeah. Uh, but her kids are like these weird echoes of something else. Like their souls are real, but they are not right. And so they end up, I don't know, like because so of they have something Agatha to do with Mephisto. That though, right? Mephisto and Agatha had, so it's uh, like a, yeah, it's like a thing. Where they they are real, but they're not. And when it turns out that they're not, and um, Wanda cannot keep them, and they just kind of effectively disappear, that's when she goes insane. That's when she goes insane and starts killing the Avengers, and Avengers disassembled back in 04, I want to say, 03, 04. And then um, it effectively leads all the way up to House of M. And the moment where Scarlet Witch says no more mutants, which decimates the mutant population. Well, I think that's where they're heading with it. I, I know they backed up Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I think we're, I'm, well, I, I don't think, I hope. You think the mutants are coming from the multiverse? I hope we get some mutants in the multiverse. And I, th- I hope there's going to be an announcement this year at some point that says, we're going to throw in another movie. <laughs> And the mutants are going to be introduced before we get to Doctor Strange, because they backed up Doctor Strange to the end of the lineup, yeah. which wasn't there until the the acquisition of Fox. So I'm really, really curious to see if they add some stuff in to oh, they, say, "Well, they have to. It's going to happen. This is going to happen right now." Versus, "Hey, you're going to wait another phase or another four or five movies." So 
I don't know. There's there's a lot to take in there, and I don't know. I, I know we don't have time to break it all down, but they could also be doing it so that they have time to include the Fantastic Four. Absolutely, True. Yeah. which this episode gave us a little clue that they might be setting up. Yeah, which one was the that? Introduction of the Fantastic Four. So when Darcy is sitting there looking at the um, the rays and everything coming out of Westview, she's looking at them and realizes that the cosmic background radiation is really high. Uh, They discuss that as like, it's stuff that comes from the stones leftover energy from the big bang. Right. Yeah. Well, in the comic books, the fantastic four get their powers when they are on a spacecraft that is bombarded by cosmic rays, which up until this point, we've not really seen those named traditionally in the Marvel Cinematic universe. Um, but this episode gives it a name and then possibly gives us a whole reason to believe that that's how the Fantastic Four are going to show up. So you think that's going to be a reboot for them? Is they're going to, It's going to involve these rays, which is what which the is, comics had originally? The traditional comics. Uh, right. The last Fantastic Four movie that showed an origin tried to do the ultimate version where they went to the negative zone or whatever yeah. and got mm-hmm. powers that way, um, which is... Fine, whatever, but I think the more classic approach is great. And I also think that they pull uh, Spider-Man Homecoming with the Fantastic Four and don't show you an origin story. They just tell you about it. Because you could easily put these four people on a a ship for S.W.O.R.D., send them out, let that ship get bombarded or whatever, and they come back special. And they even talked about the astronauts already. They did. They talked about how, oh, yeah, we don't have any left because the people that went didn't come back and then no one else wants to go. So then you're looking for a ragtag group, perhaps a family, to send. And yep. boom, there's your Fantastic Four. There it is. Or the family already went. So they could write it in a multitude of ways at this time, at this point. Like, and, and it would make sense. And it'd be better than what we've had for the, for the Fantastic Four so far. Absolutely. So I've got to ask, Black Widow's been pushed back so many times we're not even keeping track. What do you think we're going to see that ties in? When we watch Black Widow, I think that's just going to tie in with earlier. It's it's again phase it's, three stuff. It's going to fit in with the storyline from mm-hmm. another point of view again. I I, I just right. think that's where it's going to end up, and it'll tie in here and there during the movie, but you'll get its own plot. So sure. it'll be similar to this show we just got, except exactly. it'll be longer because longer like, and Taskmaster looks task- language. Do it, Like Brandon said earlier, like. This this episode of WandaVision is what we expected from the MCU when they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a TV show. This show looked like a movie. It did. Oh, yeah. It was a 30-minute movie. It could have fit in. It could have been a one or two scene spot in any Marvel movie, and it would have looked like it belonged. So, um, That's a I, really good point. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, because they, I mean, they didn't have to use the filters or the framing that they did for the uh, first three episodes because mm-hmm. they weren't constrained to be, hey, we're we're in the sixties, seventies, eighties, whatever. Yeah, so. now it now it was full blown. This is Marvel movie. It right looked here. great, uh, which was also refreshing to see because I won't lie. While I was excited for WandaVision, the sitcom aspect was getting a little tiresome. The laugh yes. tracks and stuff. I was like, oh, okay, like not really here for that. Uh, but to see this is so much cooler. Also, um, I really hope. Getting back to the Black Widow uh, movie, what we expect from that, I think it would be really, really cool to get 
two nods to other Russian characters, and they're both X-Men related. I want to see them reference, of course, Colossus. Yep. Peter. No, he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Say that to his face. Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) And then I also want them to, especially if we're looking at people who are prisoners in Russia, Yeah. please, oh, my God, give me Omega Red. Omega Omega Red. We'll use Omega Red. Just... Yeah, it'd be a godsend. Because you know if Omega Red shows up, you know who's right behind him. Yep. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, that would be Wolverine, baby. No, they don't know. They don't They don't know. <laughs> that would be Wolverine. Um, Omega Red, by the way, is essentially a uh, serial killer from Russia that they give powers to, mm-hmm. Weapon X style, and he just does not ever get better. He's no, never no, he's no. never a good person. No, no, no he's evil. There's, there's no change in him. The core. Nope. Yeah, he's he him's a real bad guy. But uh, I did love his character though. Growing yes. up, like yeah. he was one of my he was my, one of my favorite action figures I had. Oh, like yeah. everything. Like, Me too. He was also one of my favorite players in the X Men uh, arcade fighting oh, game. There it is. Yeah, I love. But him. I, I loved having him, and I'm. I think. Actually, I don't think I know him and Wolverine came in a two pack for figures for action figures, and yeah, that was one of my favorite sets I ever got because I'm like, oh, absolutely, this yeah. is and this is no brainer. Wolverine's still in like the black suit with yeah. the gold like shoulder pads and stuff, all the guns, and Omega Red just looks, you know, like arcadey. Yep, he looks just like himself, ready to, ready to just mercilessly murk people. By the way, I picked up X Men number four uh, a little while ago, which is the first appearance of uh, Omega Red. Mm-hmm. And I hope if he gets mentioned in that movie, kind of just bumps that up a little bit. <laughs> Nothing bumps wrong with up that. that value. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's the collector in me, baby. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I hope for from Black Widow, uh, aside from it just coming out. Because uh, at this point, it feels like that's not a given. Yeah, absolutely. And But really, we have to close out WandaVision right now. And thinking of just how to close episode four out is I can't wait to see if they go back into the viewing stage next episode or, or if it's a mix i think it'll be a mix i think you're going to see what's going on inside and you're also going to get to be able to see in in real time the reaction outside the bubble yeah i agree i think that'll be a good way to do it and um, if they send anybody else in right yeah let's talk about what happens when you go in though we we talked about just a little bit and it was some of the easter eggs we point out last episode the the plane the little helicopter toy helicopter was actually a sword drone. Yeah, and changed yeah. colors. It changed. Yeah, it changed yeah, colors. It was more blue, more red. Yeah, um, but it also changes its look. So whatever goes in gets will assimilated look, to the environment. Yeah, will look like it's supposed to in that time period. So the guy in the protective hazmat suit that crawls in through the sewers looks like a beekeeper. Looks like a beekeeper around. when it comes out, complete with bees. Yeah, that was yeah. weird, which I thought was odd. And then how did he not notice that? Yeah, well, if I'm crawling out of there, I'm kind of probably going, uh, where'd these bees come from? Yeah, yeah what's this? And also, uh, I don't know how much of you changes when you go in. Because when you go in, you don't really know that you came from the outside. So, Well, we're going to figure that out pretty quick because well, you know they're going to have something take with Monica. One, take one look at Monica. When she was in the show, she was in the show and had no recollection yeah. until it became kind of weird to her. So I think when the the sword agent goes in the protection suit, as soon as he gets in the sewer and crosses into Westview and he turns into a beekeeper, when he comes out of the manhole, he's trying to figure out what he's doing. I don't think he has any recollection of what his actual job mm-hmm. is anymore. And by the way, can somebody talk about him 
because he's not thrown out the way Monica was. Well, we haven't seen how he's thrown out. He's just, everything just resets. Right. So we don't know if he got thrown out or not because she could have thrown him out and then reset it and we wouldn't see it yet. I think we need to see him again. Um, we don't need to, but now I want to. So really quick, and I just I was just thinking about this while we were talking, and I know we're trying to close out the segment, but uh, oh, what's her name? Holly, the blonde girl that's in charge of the uh, tennis club or whatever the hell she's Oh, the girl with. that's married to Phil Jones. Yes. 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 Yeah. Who is probably Arcana. Exactly. Um, so you see color when things are out of place and when things are going wrong. She cut her hand. And it showed red. Bright red. red. Scarlet, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, and we saw the helicopter earlier mm-hmm. that was changed color. And we saw the jump rope that changed color when it left the realm. And then we're in color now. We're in color now. So was, and I'm trying to remember the situation where she cut her hand and what she cut it on. Oh, she cut on a knife. Was it on a they knife? Were I thought it was, um, no, because Wanda heard Wu's voice from the radio and it threw everything off and That's she shattered exactly the glass. It. That's it. It was a glass. The glass shattered in her hand. So it was a distraction from what was coming through the radio. And then, right. it was, and then Wanda it was couldn't. saying Wanda, who's doing this to Exactly. You. And then Wanda couldn't control it, so it turned red, which is why the drone was red and in color, because she, she, could, she, never she can't control it. She didn't know it was there. It just showed up. That makes more sense. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You know. Just that was a good refresher, though. Interesting thoughts. Just real fast. Like I'm like, why was it hand red? Oh, wait. I also think it's really interesting when Vision's not alive that his corpse is colorless. The whole thing. And when he's alive, he, of course, is vibrant color. Yeah. I think I don't know if they'll ever say anything about that, but I think that's a good juxtaposition to what's going on. She can't control that he's dead, but when she can't control him, he is full-on living color. Yeah, but he's questioned the reality that he's in already, which is which, weird, is which makes really me wonder weird. why how much of Viz is actually in there, and not just that, but like I said before, like with Wiccan and Speed, like will they survive outside of the reality that Billy she has Tommy. created? We have to call them Billy and Tommy. Billy and Tommy for, Tommy for now. Sorry, Wiccan and Speed, but yeah, Billy and Tommy at are the this twins. point they don't exist. Although well, they do exist right now in the show. Yeah, but the Young Avengers do not. Although they they are being assembled. But if, if they, will. but and, and if Wanda fast forwards two decades to the nineties, they'll be grown up. Correct. Well, I mean, look at how fast her and pregnancy then, went. Yeah, it was and one then episode. Yeah, so if they do one decade, we gotta get, two, we gotta yeah. get back into the show, she, like the show like, within yeah. the show, so we can see what happens to these kids. Yeah, so one yeah. decade or two, do two decades go by, and then they leave the safe space, so to speak. Do they survive outside or not? And we don't know the question other than the fact that we saw the jump rope survive outside. Yeah. And um, Monica got launched out. She was still, still wearing the clothes and had the fro. Wearing, exactly. She had the. So I'm super interested to see what. I mean, I can't wait for this show. I think it's going to do great things, obviously, and set up the multiverse and uh, Doctor Strange and everything else. Like, if, I know they're going to be connected. If in that's some way. the case, then Wanda is a real problem. Exactly. Right. Well, right. exactly, and also very exciting. Well, that's also very exciting. Because then, then we, ask, oh my God, are... she can make mutants. Yeah, and how deep are you going to get into her head? I wish all of you could see how hard John is like pointing at me. Like that's exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm just trying not to just jump the gun on it because right. yeah, it we might, won't jump it may, the shark. It may or may not happen, but yes, absolutely. Like she is so powerful 
and uh, Agnes was pushing her to have like setting her up for kids the whole freaking first two episodes. Like, oh, you need to do this. Oh, you're gonna surprise your man. Oh, you're gonna do that. Like everyone in no no everyone in that show is trying to get them to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Remember Vision's boss? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When are you gonna have children? That's their whole like the yeah. Whole... But then he started going into where did you come from? Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah. But he did ask that originally. Like, oh, when are you gonna have kids? Or which you... if we're if we're being completely you know like objective and fair about it. That was the mindset of sitcoms in those times. Like, true. you get a job, you move to the burbs. You move to the burbs because you're going to have kids. Like that, yeah. that was the whole, like, and which makes that even more interesting. I don't know if you've seen the new trailers. There, there's been a new trailer launched for WandaVision, and they talk about how fast it, like, times move in the burbs. Like, Wanda, yeah. that's a yeah. quote from Wanda at this point, uh, from the trailer, that is. And then I can't wait till we get to the Halloween episode where we see the classic. Oh, I cannot I, wait. There's so many good things coming, and I'm just gonna leave it there for me because I'm. I, I tell you I what. Think, I think, like you said, the first two episodes, I was like, "What the hell are we doing right now?" And then the, a little the, avant garde, if yeah, you know. yeah. And the last two episodes have just peaked interest. S- started and now, coming together real fast. Yeah, and now I want to know more right now, and I'm very excited about it. You you think at the end of this it becomes. Vision versus Wanda. Um, There's at least one episode where you know it looks Vision like it. is it, going to be there. They will be at odds. I think she is going to let him off the leash as far as he's going to start questioning too much. And she's not going to know how to answer things. And she might, I don't want to say lose the power to rewind him, but I think somebody is manipulating her in some way. So she might lose the power. She's going to lose the control. Yes. Well, also yeah. think about it like this. Vision's logical. That's just how he works. So he will essentially tell her, you can't keep doing this. It's not good for you. Right. Now, I mean, you hope you would. I mean, that's just his he character. Yeah. That's exactly what he would say. Now, he's not alive, so it doesn't matter. It's her version of him now. But I think yeah, there comes a her- point where there are odds. Yeah, and even her version, he questions, questions her. things. Yeah, he has to because he would have anyway in the real world, right? And that's how she would remember him. Exactly. Yep. I think that's how that works. But anyway, we're excited to see so much more from this show. Uh, if you guys have not watched it up until this point, do yourself a favor. If you're short on time, that's how dads are. I get it. Just watch the fourth episode. Yep. You should watch them all, but if you really want to just be drawn in and hooked, watch the fourth episode. You're good to go from there. Yeah, I mean, you can watch the fourth episode and go back and watch the first three and still be okay. Also, if you watch the fourth episode, you'll get to see Agent Wu perfect close-up magic <laughs> that he was trying to pick up an Ant-Man. I yes. hope I hope that he meets uh, one of the Avengers like live action, like just to be like, "Hey, look what I can do!" And then, <laughs> and then they just laugh at him. Basically, I just hope he it would be great stupid. if Scott Lang showed up at the end of the season. Oh well, yeah. You know what I would be even more happy with if Thor showed up. And he was like, here's my card. And Thor was like, that's a neat trick. He would just, and then like, Thor would be like, look what I can do. And like fly off. He'd be like, oh, yeah, all right. You'd, well, you'd that see him like, cool. he'd, he'd yeah. be like, that's pretty funny. And then he'd disappear on the Bifrost. Hot damn close up match. <laughs> I forget about that. That's good. I also, though, I'm very happy Darcy's back. Yeah. I it's think good, that's good character. one of the things about the MCU that I love that they're doing in the TV realm is they're, keeping characters that exist and showing them outside this 
outside their movie role. Outside the sphere, yeah. They're so. just getting like a whole new realm to play in, and it all makes sense, and it's all entertaining. You know, it just kind of clicked in my head while we were talking, too. Um, you know, we know Evan Peters is signed on to play a role in WandaVision, and I've been sitting here the whole time thinking he's going to show up, he's going to be Petro. I, he could be one or both of the twins. I think he's one of the forward. twins. Yeah, he could be Speed. I think so. Yeah, and I, I think that would be awesome. That'd be a cool nod to his character in the Fox, you know, in the Fox movies, and he would still. I You're mean, absolutely he's a right. He should be Billy or Thomas. Yeah, or both. He could be both. Yeah, they, I mean, they're twins. They could yeah. look alike. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that would be a perfect role because he looks really young as it is, and then you don't have to have the continuity issues, right, or anything. Not that not that they care. They'll work around that. But yeah, that yeah. could work. Definitely. We look forward to that. And, uh, God, there's so much to do. I know we're going to talk about next week, too, from episode five. Oh, yeah. But there's also other cool stuff that's going on right now. Let's talk movies real quick because we've had had a little bit of movie news. I meant to mention it last week, but I didn't. But the actual trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong dropped. (laughs) And I'm going to go ahead and say it. My initial reaction to this film was what Laser Eric just did. I laughed. I was like, they, there's no way they're doing this movie. And then I watched the trailer, and by the end of the trailer, which means the trailer did its job, my immediate thought was, I cannot wait to see this movie. Dude, I'll grab a beer and watch it. I cannot <laughs> wait to watch Kong just haymaker deck Godzilla. <laughs> I am just waiting for it. Like, Kong to be like, oh, cool, you're like a nuclear dinosaur. Well, I'm from the streets, <laughs> Language. Dirty mouth. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just smoke them. But uh, also, after watching Kong King of Monsters, or Godzilla King of Monsters, like, there's no way Kong even has a chance. It's I don't know. I don't know. But we got uh, some I, other actors in it, and I'm interested. I love the memes already. <laughs> so Just, oh, the memes are great. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla's, uh, uh, what is it, uh, 1v1. Uh, <laughs> a record or whatever like it's just oh gosh it's it's good stuff and in this corner yeah. but anyway uh i'm excited about that the other news that came out uh this week is Zack snyder's been very busy on the socials sharing looks at um the justice league movie yes which has been officially confirmed to be four hours long i mean i'm gonna watch it so i'm gonna watch it but the problem is when over like four nights yeah yeah that's probably gonna be it for me i'll probably watch it over a couple i'm gonna have to watch nights. this in sections i mean uh, you know what we should just set up a screening let's do that screening just do it march 18th you guys busy do it mystery I, science theater style yeah absolutely oh yeah. no 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 invite no. the patrons <laughs> oh we should definitely invite the patrons and we uh have to make sure that justin's available yes if there's anybody that needs to be on a Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Honestly, forget the rest of us. Just put the camera on Justin while he's watching for the first time. The Justin hyperventilation cam 5000. <laughs> I can't wait. We should do that. We should, where are we going to screen at? Let's just set this up right now. Oh, that's a lot of thinking right now. All right. Well, we'll, well what's the date out. on it? It's, it's March, March 18th, 18th yep. which is like a Wednesday or something. Isn't oh, it? Shoot. I mean, it would be a Wednesday. We could, yeah, we could push totally it till that way. weekend. Ooh, all right, maybe. All right, after all right. the show, we Working hammer out on. these logistics. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's work on that. Uh, but that does look really cool. Also, Zack Snyder has uh, teased a look at the Joker 
in the Justice League. And I'm not like impressed. And I'm going to tell you why. Do you remember the poster for The Dark Knight that showed you Joker? And it was him through a window. Yeah, blurred out. I love yeah. that poster. It's my favorite poster. Yeah, it's a great poster, but you barely got to see anything of Joker. It's just, it's just his uh, smile. This is the exact same image, except for you're looking at a Joker card. You can tell that Joker's shirtless and he has long hair. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I've not seen this yet. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? No, but I'm unimpressed by your description. I mean, it's exactly the same. And everybody's like, here's our first look at Joker in the Justice League. And I'm like, that is not a first look. Yeah, I glossed over it. I, I ended up looking at a clickbait thing and then getting mad that I looked at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but it is really cool to see if we get to, you know, get this backstory on this Batman. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that was set up in Batman vs Superman that kind of just gets left out in Justice League. So maybe in Zack Snyder's Justice League, we get to see that backstory that was initially set up for. And I, I hope so. And I hope it's Jared Leto's Joker, but just um, a little different. Yeah. Because Jared Leto for Suicide Squad was not happy with the amount of footage he did that was left out. So I'm wondering if we'll get to see parts of that. Yeah, that's possible. And maybe it'll, it'll, I guess, give more credibility to Jared Leto's Joker. Possibly. Yeah, sway it, sway it a little um, bit. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be Jared Leto, which is good. I, I want to see his Joker again, but I do not know about this. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's as tatted up. Yeah. Yeah. Which lets me, leads me to believe it's before. They're going to reboot the whole dang thing. I think this is where he gets his teeth knocked out and uh, gets the gold ones from yeah. Suicide Squad. Could be. Yeah, that's Because possible. we get we still have the same Harley. She's in Suicide Squad. Uh, the next one, the Suicide Squad from... Um, uh, who's our Guardians of the Galaxy friend? We love him. James Gunn. That's right. Yeah. And I know he, uh, he's talking about uh, David Ayer. Like David Ayer's. Yeah. David Ayer's uh, and how... The world's collided. He's happy like, to have the world collide. So we'll see how that we'll see how that works. I um as a honestly, having seen Justice League and having seen Batman vs Superman, I am not expecting much out of this. I'm I'm super nervous at the idea of it being four hours. I'm keeping everything expectations unbelievably low so that if it's good, I can just be blown away and be super happy. Yeah. I mean that's my whole that's my whole plan on going into this. Four hours is an investment, uh, but really the reality is for us that's a podcast recording anyway. <laughs> so boom. Yeah, sometimes yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, with before and after and during and all that. Right. So I mean, why not? Let's just do it. Uh, but there is a little bit of news. So if you're a fan of Zack Snyder's vision and you can't wait to see it, uh, you can go check out Zack Snyder's socials and get to see kind of a glimpse of Joker. Uh, and he's posting a lot of other stuff on there about the release of this film uh, on HBO Max. So definitely get ready to go check all that out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm with you. I'm going to keep the reservations pretty high until I see it. Um, I think that's going to move us along nicely, though, into another Batman area. And that's mm-hmm. the video game world. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, my... <laughs> Jay John just opened a white claw. Uh, yep. No judgment. 
No judgment. I'm just I'm putting it out there. That guy will drink anything. Good for him. At least he didn't spill it all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, this one was not frozen. What do you know? <laughs> there you go. Hey, wait, uh, real quick. Does anybody else have a beer I can bum? Because yeah, I'm gotcha. that kind of an a-hole. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Got a Christmas edition Budweiser right here that J.I. John hooked me up with. Yeah, somebody brought him a Budweiser instead of White Claw today. I don't know that was. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> You can say it. I'll blue flag it. Martha! <laughs> Why do you say that name? <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of Batman stuff, we were talking about the video game world. Uh, Gotham Knights is the next-gen kind of Arkham game mm-hmm. uh, that is coming out that I cannot wait to play. We'll get to see Red Hood, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Robin kind of take to the streets of Gotham. Um, but they were wondering if... It was possible that the game was uh, was at Fandom. It was announced, uh, and then they kind of said it will drop in 2021. Well, then it seems like it was pushed back to 2022. Uh, there may have been news this week that was accidentally leaked uh, during an interview where somebody said, look for fall 2021. So we mm-hmm. might be able to get that super slick-looking game just before Christmas this year. Do we know who the publisher is on it? That is Warner Warner Media, the same people who did Arkham Origins. Rocksteady? Okay. Uh, no, Rocksteady did not do Arkham Origins. Rocksteady's doing the Suicide Squad game. Oh, yeah, they are. That's right. Uh, yeah. So I, I want to say it, it's um, Warner Brothers Montreal, but I think they kind of folded that all in with the AT&T WB merger and all that I was wondering stuff. how hard it's going to be pushed to get out before holiday season because that's yeah. always the big thing is to get the games out in October, November. Well, you know, I'm just going to pre-order from my local GameStop. I'll get it. You know what? <laughs> you know what? All of a sudden, I feel like GameStop's going to have a little more power to get like some exclusives and stuff, don't you think? Uh, well, actually, you know what? We're last not, 24 hours, I would say probably not. We're not that kind of a show. No. We're not going there. <laughs> but we're, we are those people. We, we dabble. We dabble. Let's oh, just, yeah. We'll say that. We'll move on. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Fair good enough. enough for me. <laughs> but we might have uh, Gotham Knights by the end of this year, which is super exciting for me, as long as they don't rush it and screw stuff up. But the game looks pretty solid just from what we got to see during Fandom, which was over the summer. Yeah, so the footage in Fandom was awesome. It really was. It was really cool. And they showed you a lot of in-game play, uh, which you can, you can do with multiplayer and everything. It looked really cool. Uh, so I am looking forward to that. Uh, but as far as other video game news, I know, uh, Laser Eric, you, you hit up Game Pass? I've got a little bit, yeah. Um, so you mentioned Gotham Knights. Um, Arkham Knight is now on Game Pass. I uh, noticed that yesterday. I'm still playing that, even so, on my Series X. <laughs> Microsoft, um, and, and this wasn't the reason I went this route, but Microsoft just recently had an issue where it got, I don't remember if it got leaked or got announced that they were upping the price of Xbox Live Gold. Uh, from 60 bucks a year to 120 bucks a year. Yeah, that really chaps me right in the gonads. Well, they changed their mind really, really fast. Yeah, like they figured it out. Three <laughs> hours later. And, um, I mean, it's no secret. Anybody that's got a Series X or a Series S, everything that they're doing is advertising Game Pass. That's and, true. Um, I mean, you can't log into your home screen and not see oh, it. Oh, goodness, no. It's I just mean, it's, all over. Yeah, it's the first thing on your home screen. And uh, I... I auto-renewed my Xbox Live Gold at the end of December, and I was kind of playing around looking at the Game Pass thing, and they've got the dollar for three months deal, and then they also have the deal where if you have, you know, if you recently paid for gold, it'll take the balance of your gold and it'll apply it toward your ultimate. So I went ahead and flipped over to 
Game Pass Ultimate because it's going to cost me a dollar for like the next seven months. Yeah, and, there you go. You know, why not? I mean, you know, as far as that goes, and there's there's a lot of stuff. Um, I've had it for about a week. My initial impressions. Um, if you've got a kid that likes to play video games and you don't have Game Pass, you're making a mistake. I'm, I'm just going to say that because Logan, you know, Logan loves video games, uh, everything like that. He loves to play Me too, Minecraft. Bud. Me yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> right. He loves to play Minecraft. He, I haven't let him download Minecraft on the Series X yet because I'm, I'm no, I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> That's mine. But I was, I was looking for random stuff to goof off with and play, and I found a couple of games. And I just downloaded it and was like, I'll mess with this for a little bit and see what it's like. And I pulled one up and Logan looked up. He's like, Dad, is that Cluster Truck? Like, yeah. By the way, great name. Yeah. He knew what the game was. He's like, can I play? Can I play? Like, sure, dude. It's free. Here, have fun. And I mean, he sat there for a half hour playing Cluster Truck and it didn't cost me a penny and it's mindless entertainment. But the sheer number of games that are on it is really impressive. Now, a lot of them aren't marquee titles okay but you would expect that because xbox live has always had xbox live arcade yeah and the kitschy games and stuff there's stuff like tetris effect which i'll i'll play when i'm bored because i love tetris um but there are a lot of really high level titles on there too like the mass effect series is on there we've got the legendary edition getting ready to drop which i could go on for a whole episode about that but i'll gloss over we should give you a special episode for that i I might do that later i Uh, think so but uh there is rumor, and, and I'll peek Jedi John's ears on this, that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 are coming to EA Play, which is part of Game Pass Ultimate. Um, so really? That'll EA be, Plays? Yes. Yeah, your Game Pass Ultimate membership, you get EA Play. So I've got, I've got every Madden for the past 10 years. Um, I've got all the NHL games. No, Madden 02 is the best, right? Madden o- 02 was 04. okay. 04, 04, 04 was, was better. Yeah. You know, uh, NHL 94. That, that was a perfect there. game. Perfect game. Oh, get Game Pass and you can play it. Um, so the the only negative I'm going to give right now is I got it right at the end of January. And I downloaded Final Fantasy 15 because I love Final Fantasy and I just wanted to you know bang through a game. Got about six hours into it and it got rotated off a of Game Pass February 1st. So... <laughs> Ouch! Yeah, that, that that was kind of a kick in the balls, but uh, <laughs> mm. but hey, it was but fun you while enjoyed it the gameplay, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's full games. Why I say like my that, never mind? So. <laughs> What's that? No, say that joke. Nah, nah, you want to save it for dad jokes in a yeah, little bit? Yeah, sure. there we go. There we go. Um, but no, I mean, my first impressions of Game Pass Ultimate is if you if you've got kids that play video games, uh, I think it's worth it. If you're if you're bored with what you currently have and you're just looking for something to goof around with, I think it's worth it. Um, I'm in a bit of a lull with with Destiny 2 and some of the other stuff I've been playing. I'm waiting for Cyberpunk to get better. And, you know, in the meantime, I don't really have a game that I'm playing. Well, now I've got, you know, 200-odd games that I can goof off with. And you know what? If I don't, if I don't spend 200, 300 hours apiece on it, I really haven't lost. So, I mean, is it worth it? I mean, I really haven't paid much for it, but I think it is. Uh, and I know the PlayStation has their PlayStation Now and everything like that. I think this is the route that a lot of games are going to be going. And uh, I think it's worth looking at. I mean, really, you'll find a game you enjoy playing, and you'll get the playtime out of it. Like, if, yeah. that's what, if that's what you buy, 
you'll find a game that you enjoy playing well, because it's got enough titles that exactly. you'll enjoy it. And something that was ahead of its time was Gamefly. You remember Gamefly oh, yeah. 15 years ago? Oh, yeah, the yeah. Netflix of video games. The Netflix yeah. of video games. You get a video game and you got to send it back in whatever yeah. no, no, no. it is. That's when movies came in the mail. Yeah, yeah, and video games did too. But I had Gamefly for about a year, and it was great because it was like six bucks a month, and they'd send me a game on my list. I'd play it. When I'm done, I send it back. They don't care if it takes me two weeks or two years to finish it. I'm still paying them. And if you never send it back, it's a big chunk of change. Exactly, for them. exactly. But which I mean, they just end up billing you for, right? Yes. Yeah, like a red box they, purchase. Yeah, they bill it on your account. Yeah, if you after, don't return it. Yeah. I think it's. I think you get like. I I forget. I mean, hell, they're not in business anymore. But it was like ninety days or something. They would just bill you the retail price on the game. But, Man, God, those were great commercials too. Oh yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt your GameFly thought. Please, that's okay. No, but uh, but GameFly was a little ahead of its time because there wasn't digital delivery at the time. Now that there is, I mean, this is you know this is as good of a way as any to you know, get some variety. And, and I mean, you know, I don't know about anybody else's kids, but my kid, he'll, he'll go between five games and two hours. He doesn't care. Yeah. My kid doesn't play games yet. Give it. To oh, him. he's playing games. <laughs> You're just not familiar with them. Actually. No, wait, wait till they're about three months. That's when I start. Really, you know. It's yeah, called no, sleep regression. You'll see. Oh, sleep Absolutely. Anyway. Um, Oh, that actually sounds really cool. Like, you've piqued my interest in Game Pass. Whereas yeah. I am such, and I, I don't know if this makes me a terrible gamer or not. I really don't care because I got life. I got stuff to do. Right. Um, And I don't get to enough comics as it is. So video gaming is, you know. Oh, excuse me. But I don't really even gloss over stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I see it. I'll look at it. I'm like, I'd pay for gold. Right. I, I'm good. Like, that's really all I'm here for. I just want to be able to jump into Warzone, drop 20 minutes on match, get mad because I suck. <laughs> Although, open a couple uh, vaults and move on with my life. Mm-hmm. That is honestly my goal in Warzone, especially if I play quads. Every time guys, it's on, hey, let's hit this one. Guys, you want to hit a vault? They're always high action. Like, you're fighting the whole way in there. But if you <laughs> open it, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, my next goal actually is to pull a juggernaut in the war zone. That's that's what I want. <laughs> but like I, otherwise, like I just I don't care. I was excited for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven because I wanted a game to completely suck me in, right? Yeah. And then I just ugh, it was rough. I couldn't, so I got the refund. I hope it comes out. And I hope it does well later on, so I can jump back in. Um, and I think it will. So yeah. I so I can see uh, find out why I spent all that time very meticulously customizing the anatomy of my character. I hear good things. I hear that it does matter later on in the game. So we look into that. Uh, But otherwise, I mean, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that is our video game news. And we're going to move along to the, uh, I don't know if you can keep it tight and quick. What do you think, John? You got toy news? Oh yeah. Yeah. I keep it, keep it real. Um, succinct. Hang on. All right. Succinct. Hang on real quick. As we go into this, we walked into the Jedi temple to record and the table was completely full of boxes <laughs> and we go, John, what is this? He goes, Oh no big deal. I just bought someone else's collection. What? That is such, that's like a high level collector news. Like I'll go, Hey, I bought this book from someone's collection. John goes, no, I bought the collection. <laughs> that's huge. So anyway, tell us about toy news. You massive collector. 
Uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, so, uh, shoot. Uh, Hasbro announced, if, if you guys are interested in the uh, Black Series since six-inch six figures, which I am. Say that three times. Uh, the Hasbro six-inch Black, Black Series six-inch figure. Figures. There you yeah, go. you got it. Uh-huh. So, uh, Lucas. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Lucasfilm announced their 50th anniversary this year. Um, so, it supersedes Star Wars for all of those counting because they just announced it was 77 for everybody that knows uh, that that was their first Star Wars film. But Lucasfilm has been around before that. Cliff notes, buddy. Right. <laughs> so um, the 50th anniversary figures uh, were announced and they announced an Obi-Wan, a Greedo. Um, there was a trooper in there and a Jawa, I think uh, for, and they were really well sculpted card back figures. Um, exclusive to Amazon. They were launched last week. Uh, cool figures. Uh, more figures that piqued my interest personally. So if you guys look behind you guys, you guys got that Obi-Wan and Darth Maul from the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace up there. No, uh, way up front. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I saw a Black Series Qui-Gon Jinn going on sale this week. 25 bucks. Yeah, that was one of them right there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they uh, launched... In the same card back without the 20th anniversary um, thing in front of the card because that those two were exclusive to Star Wars Celebration in 2019, yeah. uh, which I was surprised they didn't launch the line that they are now launching in 2019, but thank you, Hasbro, whatever. Hey, baby. You, you guys suck sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you still, take what you take. I'll still buy your shit. Language. Do it to mouth. Flag that. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> um. But uh, they did launch a, uh, they're all Best Buy exclusives, but it's a Qui-Gon, a Battle Droid, Mace Windu, and ooh, there's one more, Jar Jar. Uh, with Jar Jar Binks just yeah, launched. The, the regular Black Series one just dropped. Just launched. Production Matt picked up one of them. Yeah, yeah, and it, it looks awesome. So this Jar Jar looks like it does not have the shield with it, but it's got the uh. card back. So the cards match, which is really awesome, and I'm really excited about it because that means those figures grow in price because those are the ex- exclusive ones from two years ago. So it makes me really, really happy that they announced this line. <laughs> Spoken like a true collector. Yeah. My God. Um, but yeah, um, and I've got an extra set down there in bubble wrap somewhere. Oh, yeah. That green <laughs> oh, bubble, I see them. The green yeah, bubble wrap. Right there. Yep, Bottom shelf, far case. Yeah. Yeah, right next to the uh, bank of Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul battling the banks. All right. Anyway, oh um, but yeah, super awesome Nerd. stuff. All right. Yeah, um, but th- that's the big toy news as far as Star Wars is concerned. Um, that was last week. They announced some new vintage uh, figures also, Ahsoka and a robotic leg Darth Maul for the vintage series for Star Wars, which is awesome. I hope they release a Darth Maul with... Robotic legs for the Black Series, but they have not done that yet. I saw, speaking of Darth Maul, there was this meme, of course, that said, the very existence of the top half of Darth Maul existing with robotic legs implies that somewhere in the Star Wars universe, (laughs) Darth Maul's legs are running around with a robotic top half. Could be. Could be. (laughs) Would be awesome to see. It's just like half of an R2 droid on top of two legs. Well, hey, whatever you can figure that out. That would be hilarious. And then, like, how does he feel when he runs into those legs? Like, 
<laughs> Does he miss him? Is he mad at him? Like, what's going on? <laughs> he looks right at him, just like, those are my legs. <laughs> I miss those toes. Love those boots, by the way. Love them. Glad to see you still got them. It would be good. Um, but other toy news, um, you know, Funko Pops are one of my other passions, and I want to raffle this month, which was really <laughs> awesome. Got a new Boba Fett pop along with General Grievous, which was from like four years ago. Dude, yeah, they're, they're both sweet exclusives. They look great. Um, that Boba the Fett exclusive, is that an Emerald City one? Yeah. Emerald so City Comic Con? Emerald City Comic Con from <sighs> 2019 also. God, and I got to get there, man. It was a really cool one. Um, it had a different paint uh, app on it, and it, it just looks really good, but... Uh, not only that, but the office came out with some new pops, and they announced some new pops for the office show. And um, for not everybody, everyone that knows, but the office is one of my passions, and so they announced a Andy Bernard and sumo suit, which is freaking. Oh, just that's ho- awesome! It's hilarious to me, along with uh, Michael Klump. <laughs> <laughs> and not just that, but they announced uh, like a Creed Bratton. Along with the chase of a bloody Creed Bratton, like in his, I like I love uh, Creed. Creed is so good, <laughs> and uh, so I'm really excited about the new Office Pops. Uh, Ryan Howard's in there with the blonde hair and the black hair. <laughs> oh and, god! Like, there are some like <laughs> oh, there no. are some good Office Pops coming out from the secondary pop characters, which I love because like Phyllis is in there, also Angela's in there with one of her cats, like Snowball, I think it is. So like. There's some good office pops coming out, right. and I'm super excited about it. So it now, is what it is. Have they announced an office pop where it's uh, Ryan on the back of a horse trying to win back over Amy? No, there's been no rides <laughs> yet. Because no that is my honestly, one of my favorite office moments is the one where he's trying to win Amy. Amy, right? Amy back. Amy. Uh, no, um, it's um Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, Kelly Kapoor. Yeah, um, and trying to, yeah. yeah. They, where so he's the like, only, no, no, the whole scene where he just goes, I know I haven't always treated you the way you feel you should be treated for some reason, whatever. And I cannot, <laughs> I cannot promise that I won't cheat on you again. Like he's just the absolute worst. <laughs> he's really winning you back. He's speech. really laying it on there. <laughs> and she, Sorry, That's so sweet. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I ever. Saw. My wife will have the office on just randomly, and it's it, every time that scene comes on, I stop and watch because it's like <laughs> the worst "I want you back" speech ever. You know, the office is, is uh, near and dear to my heart. I love it, and uh, the and they only have new pops. The only pop that they have, like a deluxe pop version, is uh, Michael versus Toby. That's the only. Oh, I love that one. That's the only um, scene, so to speak, they have with multiple pops in it. Everything else is single pop. So, but yeah, um, Toby, the most useless HR person in the history of HR ever. <laughs> I think he did a great job. <laughs> Suck on this. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So moving on from toys, I, I know Strangler. We've got a lot to talk about in comics tonight. Um, we celebrating do. the the tenth anniversary. So and our fifty second anniversary. Yeah, the reason we're doing um, so for comic news, what we're going to do isn't really news, but more of like an in depth look at DC's the new fifty two. Apparently, I'm slurring as well. Uh, the new fifty two initiative that took place back in August of two thousand eleven. Um, we thought that would be a perfect tie in for our fifty second episode uh, because man, back in two thousand eleven, when they launched. At the end of the Flashpoint Paradox, right? 
Flashpoint right, yeah, series. Flashpoint launched it. Yeah, technically. Well, it was written, the end. Written by Jeff Johns. Yep. Uh, who also wrote the flagship title, which was Justice League number one. Um, that came out. Can we, before you get too far into it, real fast, can you just talk about what the New 52 did to DC Comics? Uh, that, I mean, it ended a 26-year streak of... It's not even 26 years. It was the first time. So this publishing initiative, what it did is it took books that had been continuously in publication since the early 40s. So we're talking Action Comics number one had never been renumbered. Detective Comics had never been renumbered. And all of a sudden, there was a hard stop. The whole universe was reset for these stories, and every book, 52 of them, came out as a new number one. We're talking Detective Comics, number one. Action Comics, number one. Justice League, which had been relaunched a few times, but was up in the hundreds, was now back to a number one title. Every single book in their line. I think uh, I can speak for a lot of comic fans. During that time and during now is we need those resets. As much as... Very much so. man. In some cases. You are lighting fires. But yes, I get it. I get it. I'll light a quick fire. I don't want to join a comic stream when, if, let's say, I want to start reading Batman. And hypothetically, I walk into a comic shop. Hey, I want to start reading Batman. What do you have? Oh, yeah, here's Batman number 633. What? 633? Right. That's where I'm starting. You feel like you're behind. Batman is now numbered at 105. Five, I think right. currently. So, but that's that's what I'm saying though. Like, do I want to start at six thirty three, or like would or, I or rather you, start at? Do you follow the Marvel blueprint and reset at number one every year? Yeah, because oh, who's really successful? Yikes! Sorry, Mar. Sorry, DC. I'm, I mean, uh, I I love the characters, so it, it's tough to say. But like at the same time, like resets are beneficial in most, in some cases. Think of it as a way to drive new business. That's what you're I mean, hoping for. Yeah. But there are a lot of studies based on who sells the statistics of it is are you actually attracting and getting new customers or are you just driving a collector spectator market? That's or very true. Are you pissing off the people who've been reading it for 30 years? The answer to all of those is yes, yes in some form or fashion. <laughs> in some way, yes. Yeah. Where they're actually picking up new readers is with the creation of characters like Miles Morales, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. Um, just like kind of newer, diverse characters. Yeah, the, the, like it works. The diversity it plug works right now. Gwen, yeah, Gwynpool, which yeah. oh what my gosh. is huge. <laughs> like it, up. it brings people, and these are characters that are like eh, I don't even know. But even characters like the Batman who laughs, or the Robin King from God, the really dark, dark metal multiverse uh, that Scott Snyder kind of pulled over on DC. It's really hard to find those flagship characters that are new like that. I think DC's closest equivalent, and, you know, of course, don't shoot me if I'm wrong, but correct me, is probably Harley Quinn. Since she's been getting a lot of attention over in mainstream media, they've turned her into the Deadpool of the DC universe. I would and agree that works. with that. I mean, she's, you know, she's one of the more of the characters that have been kind of introduced, she's one of the most prevalent. Her and, and Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman um, really received a boost. 
Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what that means for his actual comic book readership. That's true. And that's specifically what I'm talking about. But what happened to John's point with the reset of the new number ones, there was a large, large sales boost back when DC launched the new 52 back in 2011 because every book was a new number one. The problem with that is not every book everyone cared about for the number one. There was a book called I Vampire, right? Which the story was okay. It was good. They had a swamp thing, which was also good. It was fine. They had a Red Lantern's book. Um, I mean, they had some obscure books. They had a Deathstroke book. Hawking up like Rob Leefield was brought back into the fold to do so, a lot of these books. I think he had two or three series at the time. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with Rob Leefield, but he's not great at producing consistent work on time. He's just <laughs> historically not good at it. Nice enough guy, great to talk to at a con, whatever. Uh, he's also very polarizing. That doesn't matter. But he's not good at meeting deadlines, yeah, deadlines all the time. Are a challenge. Which immediately means you've got like three books out of 52 that you know aren't going to make it very far, right? So what DC was really doing was saying, let's hedge our bets. Some of these will hook. We'll keep them. Some of them won't. We'll pull them after like five issues. And wouldn't you know it, a bunch of those did not make it after like five or six issues. They actually got chopped. But they had books that were successful that they kind of expanded series around so you had like new number ones that came out a little while after um one of the ones that was really surprising it was a book i was really excited about was superman number one because george perez was doing it and i love george perez fantastic writer did a great job incredible um, artist infinite crisis like back in the day he actually signed my uh infinite crisis number eight which was the death of supergirl and, uh, yeah, I got that one CGC graded and everything is beautiful. We need to go through my Good CGC. Yeah, Good for you. Uh, he also signed my, he was the cover artist on Avengers number 181, which was the first appearance of Scott Lang. I got him to sign that. And then I got Paul Rudd to sign it as well. And then got that bad boy CGC graded too. That was, <laughs> God, I miss C2E2 so much. <laughs> yeah, but I also got Marv Wolfman to sign a lot of those books because George Perez was the artist who introduced Deathstroke in New Teen Titans number two. I got him to sign that book too. And then got Marv Wolfman to sign it. Like he is a classic artist. And to have him in 2011 on a book again is incredible. I mean, he was the artist for JLA Avengers back in like 2001, which was massive, which by the way, I got him to sign one through four of that as well. (laughs) Nice. But anyway, I mean, you know, whatever it's not important, but the important part is that you had a major classic artist on these books. And the problem was, is you also had action comics. Number one coming out that was written by Grant Morrison, same timeline, right? These books are being published concurrently. DC editorial did not have the knowledge or power to tell George Perez what's going on action comics. So they can make the universes talk because action comics was an origin story for the new 52s Kal-El and Superman. Whereas Superman was Clark Kent, Superman today in Metropolis, which you kind of need to know the origin to write the story today, right? Maybe not in-depth knowledge, but if you want to take a story one way, you need to know what's going on. DC could not tell George Perez what was happening. So after what four or five issues, he Mm. walked 
which is a massive blow. And there was, uh, he wasn't the only one that walked. Oh, there were a of lot edit, of people that like, walked because ed- editorial of editorial issues. issues. Yeah, and and not just that, but I I know uh, just reading super quickly, like so many disagreements and last minute changes to storyboards and everything else happened. And you know they're like, yeah, we're just not going to do this anymore. Like I'm not I'm not doing this. The really cool thing was the idea behind this was wonderful. You take these characters with decades of stories and history and all this stuff, and you essentially go, none of that matters. These characters are all brand new. Batman is only five years into his crime-fighting career. But they didn't get rid of his story. Well, if you bring up Batman. Sorry, that's a whole other subject. No, no. We're going to talk about it, and I'm going to tell you why. You shouldn't do that right now. That's bad. Well, I'm going to talk about it. You're just going to sit and listen. Should I hold the blue flag button just in case? No, No. but it's super long. (laughs) So here's, here's what happens. You have an incredibly successful series before Flashpoint, and it's Batman. It's because this is when Scott Snyder really starts taking off. I mean, really starts taking off with this story. This is right after the Black Mirror storyline in Detective Comics, which essentially got Scott the flagship title of DC. And he had been on it all the way up till the end of New 52. He wrote Batman till Rebirth when Tom King took over. Uh, and then they let him go nuts with the, the multiverse events and all that stuff. Um, but he owned the character and it was doing well enough that they wanted to keep the timeline of his stories going. So you had a Batman who was five years into his career who had like five Robins still and still had his son Damien from Grant Morrison's Batman run and still had all these things that made it like impossible for Batman to actually do these things to, to fit within that timeline. And that's where I'm going to leave it because then you had this whole issue with, well, then Tim Drake was never a Robin. And then later on down the line, Oh yeah, Tim Drake was a Robin. He was Red Robin, and then it just becomes a mess, and that's still a mess to this day, uh, even after the Rebirth Initiative. Um, that's still being worked out. But anyway, the New Fifty Two line suffered uh, because they wanted to make it a whole universe exploring, like overarching story, where everything hardcore fit into this timeline. But then all the books that were already selling continued to have kind of the same kind of arcs but had to somehow editorially fit within this new universe it just was not working it wasn't and then you also had books like justice league which was the flagship title came out written by jeff johns art by jim lee huge i mean they wanted that book to sell and the good news was it did and it was successful enough that a lot of that story from the first arc the first like seven issues heavily influenced Zack Snyder's Justice League movie. I was going to say, is it surprising that that Justice League are the characters we get? That is, they are almost exactly the characters we get, except for the Batman in the Justice League film is way older. Yes. He's much more Dark Knight, Frank Miller era than he is New 52. But all the other characters, they're almost identical. Yep. Like, everyone. Yeah, which Flash, is kind of insane. Flash is brand new. Oh yeah, Barry Allen was introduced Aqu- to the Aquaman's new 52, right? kind of like sort of a dick. Well, well, no. <laughs> go back to that real quick. Barry Allen was introduced in the new 50, new Fifty Two, right? No, Barry Allen was the reason for the new Fifty Two in the With Flashpoint, Flashpoint series. 
Yeah. My apologies. Yeah, with the Flashpoint series, he was introduced. He and officially returned to the DC universe in uh, Grant Morrison's Final Crisis. Right. Which and, was in the mid-2000s. And for all those people that just watch TV shows, Barry Allen is your Flash that you know from the right. WB series. So right. um, it, it launched the that CW character. Series. CW, yeah. WB. It's, it's the same to yes. us, but not to everyone. But yeah, that is the the launch of that character. But Barry Allen's been back after he died in infinite crisis. Um, number nine or eight back yeah, in 1985, he stayed dead till the uh, middle of the two thousands when Grant Morrison finally brought right, back. But he was, he was brought back with um, the alternate reality that he ran back into. Nope. Nope. Whole different story. He returned from the Speed Force to help in Final Crisis, which was a whole different Grant Morrison crisis, whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of Flashpoint when he ran no, back to... The, oh, Flashpoint is different than the Infinite yeah. Crisis. So then there yes. was a series uh, written to officially reintroduce Barry into the DC Universe proper called Flash Rebirth. Right. Written by Jeff Johns with art by Ethan Van Shiver. Um, take with that whatever you will. Uh, that particular gentleman... Uh, great art, though. Fantastic art. And then at the end of that, it's formally introduced that Zoom, or you know, Reverse Flash, whoever, went back in time and killed Barry's mom to fix that Barry wants to run back in time, and he completely screws up the whole timeline, and that's how we get the new 52. The new 52 is Barry somehow putting back together the DC Universe as close as he can to what it was when he took off, and the new 52 is what you get. So, Flash, again, very important. Um, and his series actually was really good. Um, we got Francis Maypole to do art on that. And the, I mean, that was really good. So, Flash was a breakout character. Green Lantern was still going strong on their success. <coughs> with Hal Jordan. With Hal Jordan reigniting the Green Lantern Corps and everything. So, essentially, all of the Green Lantern stories still existed. But somehow, he'd only been at for five years again. And no, like that just was another editorial issue. Um, Batman, even though the stories were great, we got the Court of Owls was the first book. Uh, the first series that came out of that was still fantastic. Um, a lot of that's echoing till today where in Gotham Knights, the video game, the Court of Owls looked to be like a major antagonist in the game. So a lot of really good stories happened then that are affecting you know, the stories in larger media today. So overall, because I could go on for like in depth forever, and we might make that a special, um, the new 52 did some things, uh, some really important things, some awesome stuff, and also got a lot of books off the ground that I felt like should not have ever been that successful. Like animal man was a great one. Uh, Swamp thing was so good. Uh, Charles soul, wrote a lot of Swamp Thing, and he is now on Star Wars High Republic. So it, it really helped really shine a light on the talent of a lot of people and put them in great places where they are now. So a lot to do. I'm glad they did Rebirth and killed it, <laughs> much like they killed that Superman to bring back the, the other <laughs> Superman. Uh, so we've got the, the classic Superman now, which I'm super happy about, but... Uh, super awesome stuff. If you guys were new 52 fans, tell us what your favorite series was. I'd love to hear about it. Well, other than that, I think that's going to take us right into some dad jokes. 
Do you guys uh oh you guys got any? I do, I do. Let's hear them. What do Alexander the Great and Kermit the Frog both have in common? <laughs> I don't know. Their middle name. That's the joke. Ah, oh, good dad joke here. <clears throat> so a duck goes into a pharmacy and asks for lip balm. Pharmacist says, certainly. Will you be paying for that with cash? The duck just says, will you put it on my bill? <laughs> good one. Good one. John, here's a good one for you. Oh, are, no. Are people born with a photographic memory? Or do they take time to develop? Mm. That's good. You got one there, Eric? Uh, All right. Um, so, uh, Granddad at Grandma's funeral. Are you all right? No, I'm half left. <laughs> kind of oh dark. Kind of dark, guys. Oh no, no, no! That's. <laughs> I've got a. I've got a serious question here. If the USSR got back together, would it be called the Soviet reunion? Oh. <laughs> Hey guys, the inventor of Velcro has died. Rip. <laughs> oh jeez. That's it. If you got one good one over there, we'll end on that one. It's not buddy. great, but it's a good just honey dad joke real fast. Just, <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, just in my garage the other day, put my car in reverse. Uh this takes me back. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> that one's not bad. Oh, we know it's been used. Oh, it's been used. It's been used. But those are the dad jokes for you this week, guys. We hope you enjoyed them. We're not going to drag them out so long, we we swear. So, you know, let's go back. i got a few more. Are we all? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, just love the, yeah. the music. Yeah, just love You know what? All right, so what is it? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're moving on. We're moving on. We're going to close this bad boy out. Uh, let's go and talk about our Patreon subscribers. Obviously, we do a big shout out to our Patreon supporters who go to patreon.com slash galactic dads and pledge their support at certain tiers. If you reach the oh, God, the producer level, I don't know what's wrong with me right now. If you reach the producer level, you get your name mentioned in every episode of the show. So we will throw out our love to our producer level Patreons and above. First up, we will have to do a big shout out to the original OG Patreon supporter, and that is Keith Jefferson. Keith is a self-described geek and an incredible father in his own right, and uh, has been with us, like I said, from day one on the Patreon. So we really appreciate his support. Yeah. And then uh, Special K out there does a great job for us. Uh, beats me at golf. Can't beat me at bowling yet. I'll just wait on that. <laughs> uh, but, no, great guy and uh, great dad in his own right also. And uh, super, super geek as far as Lego and Star Wars are concerned. So, uh, big shout out. Thank you for your support. And then, of course, we have to talk about Rob Ryan, one of my favorite Patreon supporters. Uh, he also has heavy ties to this room 
though we won't explicitly state them this episode. He is a lover of games, board games, games of the heart, whatever you want to say. Uh, he is an incredible supporter of the show and has been supporting for quite some time now. We really appreciate you, Rob Ryan. And then that brings up the great, great TK. I mean, what do you say? What do you say about the guy who is at the I love you 3000 level? There's not enough. There isn't. There's not enough. We love him 3001, if you will. Uh, he is a massive supporter of the show. He has been on the show along with Special K during the con episode. Uh, he also suggests content constantly, always coming up with ideas and things to help out the show. Uh, we cannot do the show without his constant support. So we really appreciate uh, TK31788 of the 501st. And all of you guys really have deserved this applause because we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We let it ride because you guys obviously have deserved that. But anyway, that takes us to the end of the episode. So as we finish these beers and say cheers, we, of course, want to thank you all for listening. Please remember, no matter what platform you're listening to us on, why don't you go ahead, like, rate, and maybe leave a review and also share. Uh, that really helps us out. Plus, you can check out patreon.com slash galacticdads for exclusive bonus episodes uh, that only Patreon subscribers have access to and a lot more exciting content. Plus, you get to get your hands on sweet Galactic Dads merch, like the brand new hats that we are wearing this episode. Yeah, we updated the Patreon. Go figure Go check it out. Yeah, We finally updated a lot of the reward tiers. You can get so much more stuff. And, of course, even at the first level, you don't get just a thank you for your support. You immediately get a sticker, and it only gets better from there. So go check that out. But until next episode, we thank you guys for listening, and we hope that you keep on doing the dad thing. Cheers. See you. Cheers. <laughs>